0: And then you guys could do your debate show. <laughs> Bald and Balder or whatever. I, mean, I got the, it.
1: The Baldies who named herself after the ECW Act.
0: Brando and Alberto, the
2: master debaters.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
2: Welcome to the Rockin' Randy's Pro Wrestling Outlaw Mud Show Podcast Or as our missing friend Brando likes to call it The Misadventures of Uncle McFeely and Friends (laughs) So Albert, Brando asked me to say that specifically for you So I have a separate message from him requesting that Um, So as you already know, my name's Jason You already know we're joined by Albert the gentleman you just heard laughing was Mike, and currently on mute is Bill.
3: Uh, and anyone want to say hi? Hi. I'm good.
2: <laughs> so we had tossed around an idea in our in our chat about uh, it was my it's my fault we're doing this um, taking four guys from a specific year and throwing them into. A different promotion for that year. Um, go ahead, Mike. You're 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 you are the guy who kind of who who owns these things. Oh. You mean <laughs> yeah, no,
1: you mean you I'm mean sweating. he spends too much time on these things?
0: I didn't spend hardly any time on this
1: one. Oh, not this one because it wasn't WCW ninety four.
0: No, but you're gonna love this because Hogan okay. gets fucked over again. It's fantastic <laughs> All right, we start off with October 4th, 1986, Saturday night's main event. After the British Bulldogs defeat the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov in a two-out-of-three-falls match, they're jumped from behind by Dennis Condry, Bobby Eaton, and Jim Cornette. Backstage, Mean Gene catches up with the Midnights and Cornette, and Cornette warns of a storm coming to the WWF. This is just the first wave. Do you know Algebra, Gene? I've got the winning formula, the proper equation right here, pointing to Bobby and Dennis. Two plus X equals all the gold in the WWF.
4: Is that Steiner math? Is that what? Steiner
0: math? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was thinking it, but it's too early for that. (laughs) Way too early for that. Uh, During the... Jake Roberts' rookie Steamboat Snake Pit match that was on this episode of Saturday Night's Main Event. Uh, Former WWF Tag Team Champion Barry Windham is shown sitting ringside. And then he's ringside at all of Steamboat's matches going forward over the next month or so. Uh, November 22nd, 1986, WWF Superstars of Wrestling. As Miss Elizabeth takes Randy's robe and goes to exit the ring... She's knocked to the map by Wyndham, who jumps the barrier and hits the ring to attack Steamboat. Savage's attention is on Elizabeth, showing genuine concern for her for the first time. As EMTs load Liz on a gurney, she tells Savage to take care of Wyndham. Randy hits the ring and goes berserk on Wyndham, much to the approval of the crowd. It takes ten officials to pull Savage off of Wyndham as the show ends. So we get the, we get the Savage turn a year early. Interesting. January 3rd, 1987, Saturday night's main event. Randy Savage defends the IC title against Jake Roberts and retains after being attacked by the Midnight Express, Wyndham, and Cornette. Cornette cuts a promo saying three of the four pieces are now in place and puts the entire WWF on notice. We also see all three men behind Cornette counting on their fingers as Cornette mentions each one by name. Then they all raise a fourth finger momentarily, flashing the sign of the Four Horsemen. January 24th, 1987, WWF Superstars of Wrestling. Cornette teases a surprise for Hulk Hogan on Piper's Pit next month. January 26th, 1987. According to Wikipedia, this was on an episode of Superstars, but that doesn't line up with any of the actual dates for episodes that I can find. Uh, the Midnight Express defeat the British Bulldogs to capture the WWF heavyweight tag team titles. Danny, referee Danny Davis seems to favor the Midnight Express a bit, but it's not as blatant as it was uh, when the hearts actually won the titles at this on this date.
1: I, I noticed what, I noticed naturally you gotta
0: fuck the hearts out of a tag team title reign, too. <laughs> well, I see, I didn't want to change too much history wise. I was just trying to line up dates there, and that was when there was a title change. And it was kind of the the only thing that worked.
3: first of all <laughs>
1: you screwed me..
0: <laughs> so, well, That's fine. My booking can screw Brett this time instead of.
1: You screwed me.
0: Vince McMahon screwed me. Shawn Michaels screwed me. Don't forget Goldberg. Good luck. Donkey (laughs) Talk Man screwed (laughs) me, (laughs) according to Jake (laughs) Roberts.
3: Donkey Talk Man. (laughs) Uh, Jake the Snake um, told me.
0: So doing a little fact checking.
2: Doing some fact checking. That episode of Superstars. Aired on the 7th of February. The
0: title change then?
2: The taping took place on the 26th of January. Okay. But the the match itself aired on the the, February 7th episode.
0: Like the list of champions and dates for the changes and everything had the 26th listed. Okay. So February 7th, 1987, WWF Superstars of Wrestling. Hogan is waiting on Piper's Pit when Cornette, the Midnight Express, and Wyndham walk in. Cornette tells Hogan this is the beginning of the end for him as the real world champion is here and out walks Ric Flair with the big gold belt. Flair cuts a promo saying Hogan has ducked him for years but he can't hide any longer, challenging Hogan to a match at WrestleMania 3 for the WWF title. Cornette and his men all hold up four fingers to signify the arrival of the four horsemen in the WWF. Uh, Vince sees this as a chance to cripple Crockett with the NWA kind of weak overall with Watts having split off previously and forming the UWF. Eddie Graham was dead. Mushnick was retired. Basically all your power brokers were gone. I mean, this was really the point where Crockett was kind of the NWA. There were still affiliates, but it wasn't the organization it was anymore.
2: That's funny you touched on that because Corney just talked about that maybe last week when talking about Magnum and uh, David Von Erich, that by the time Magnum was going to win the belt, it wasn't like he had to go travel around the country because it was pretty much just a Jim Crockett Promotions World title at that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, Don Owen was still in business. Um, Don Owen was in business till 92. I mean, so so he was still an NWA member. You still had Baba that was an NWA member.
2: Steve Auckland but, in uh, New Zealand and Australia.
0: But I mean, it's not like it was three years before that. No, and you know, I mean that just that time change. That's it's a big difference in the strength of the NWA as an organization. Uh, Harley helps broker the deal to bring in Flair after he turned down the same offer from Vince in '83. All right. March 29th, 1987, WrestleMania 3. Wyndham defeats Savage in the first ever six-star match on the Weasel Dooley scale. <laughs> become the new WWF Intercontinental Champion. Flair, with help from Cornette and referee Danny Davis, defeats Hogan to become the new WWF World Heavyweight Champion. The horsemen now hold all the gold, just as Cornette predicted. Uh later in the year, Savage still wins the King of the Ring defeating Danny Davis in the quarterfinals, as he did in real life. Uh, the Midnight's feud with Force throughout the summer. Wyndham feuds with both Savage and Steamboat, and Flair with Hogan. At the inaugural Survivor Series, with teams of five that strive to survive, we have the Horseman plus associate member Danny Davis, Versus Hogan, Savage, Strike Force, and Steamboat in the main event. So that, I mean, you've got all your feuds tied up there, and you can start spinning things off for the future. Yeah. Uh, since we are just keeping this to a year, I've got a little postscript here. Uh, the Midnights dropped the tag titles to Strike Force at the Saturday night's main event two days after Survivor Series. Dennis leaves the team in early 1988 and is replaced by Bret Hart, who split from Neidhart in late 87. So I kind of like that team better. They'll get a couple of tag title runs, I'm sure. I think Bobby and Bret could have been an amazing tag team. See, so here, Bret gets a little bit of shine. (laughs) He he and his whiny Canadian ass can, can be happy now.
1: Uh, I'm, not st- I'm still
0: not happy about this because you had to screw my brother-in-law, Jim the Anvil. <laughs> well, Jim probably screwed himself. I can't remember what the timing was on the, on him smacking the flight attendant. Was that? I can't remember how early that was. That might have been not till like
2: 89 or 90. 89 or 90, oh I want to say off the top of my head. But... Because I know it pissed the hell out of Brett that he did that, and it cost them either dates or a push or something somebody, of some yeah. kind. It's
0: always somebody's fault.
2: There's yeah. a great story about Anvil and Brett's book. I don't know oh, if, yeah. I, if
0: you've read it. I have. Yeah, it's been years, but yeah.
2: Which I I honestly believe it's one of it's one of the best wrestling autobiographies out there because it was so detail or it was detail oriented, but not at a detriment to the story, but the story of Brett waking up in the middle of the night to Anvil pissing in his luggage. Yes. And the next morning, not believing him until he picks up.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, I think I feel like Brett's book is as detailed as it is much like Jericho's Because they both kept track of everything so that they could later rub it in the face of anyone who doubted them or didn't believe in them or anyone they felt wronged them, they could air grievances with. I don't think it's a coincidence that they both kept such meticulous track of things.
2: So does Edge, apparently. Apparently, he kept track of everything.
1: It must be a Canadian thing. Clearly. ODD.
0: Wait, ADD.
1: One of the O-D-D's.
0: okay. Uh Cornette pays for plastic surgery for a second Hepner oh, match me. at the main event on February really? 5th, leading to the title being held up in a tournament won by Savage taking place at WrestleMania four. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So we got no million dollar man. Oh, he can still come in, but he's not gonna get the title because Mama Actually. Cornette's money's paying for this. Not the million dollar man. In this timeline, though, there's the argument now. Well, Does yeah, DiBiase if you
2: win the NWA title,
0: it moved Flair sure. out, he could. But wasn't DiBiase already in in it, sometime in '87, like May or June of '87? He'd already be in the WWF before any of this. I started. thought that well, he, no, I guess he would because I started in '86. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he wouldn't come in, he probably. DiBiase probably would have been. He was doing Houston dates at some point in '87. Oh my god! That just we get get the million dollar man Terry Taylor. Jesus Christ! Because DiBiase stays and wins the NWA title.
2: Okay, so (laughs) DiBiase's first appearance for the WWF was May fifteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. And it was yeah, an it was in-ring right. promo to let the fans at Houston know that he would now be competing at the WWF.
0: Yeah, so okay. Well, that, that will actually tie in really well with my postscript here. Uh, so finishing up with the WWF stuff. Wyndham loses the IC title to Steamboat at WrestleFest in July of 88. Flair wins the world title back from Savage at Royal Rumble 89 and drops it to Hogan at WrestleMania five outside of the wwf crockett buys the uwf and uses Flair leaving with the title as an opportunity for dusty to book an invasion angle with the uwf with that's with a condition of the sale being that watts comes in leading the uwf roster in an attempted hostile takeover this plays out until Starcade, where the uwf and the nwa titles Big gold belt returned to Crockett after Mania, and won by Luger in a tournament during the Great American Bash. Are unified as uh, Ted DiBiase defeats Lex Luger to become the unified heavyweight champion of the world.
3: Nice. The more
2: overrated than Adam Page, Lex Luger for fuck the fuck
1: you. <laughs> Actually, fuck whoever, hit.
0: Okay. fuck whoever ran that tournament. Okay, th- that, that whole tournament thing. I, <laughs> Why did I, y- I let you get me roped into that? But number one, you, you, guys get, you guys get so been out of shape about that stuff. <laughs> I wasn't going to do this shit. You
1: added <laughs> me to this
0: fucking group, and now I get pissed off at this stupid okay, shit. Okay, but here's the thing. Anybody from AEW really can't be that overrated because they're not rated by that many people. That is they're, a good they point. They do less than a million, it's fi- I, than it, a million viewers every week. It's not some Andropics. huge number that is rating these guys as the greatest ever. It's a small subsection.
2: Well, in this because group, Luger they are a large
0: subsection. <laughs> well... And that's okay, but overall, Luger probably is more overrated than Adam Page because I don't think anybody outside of AEW fans rates Adam Page that highly. Now, like, I don't have a problem with him. I like – I don't have a problem with AEW in general other than, you know, the elites being pushed too much and Punk's probably getting fucked out of this if it's not a work. But –
1: sounds like it. You know, I don't sure. have
0: I don't have a lot of the problems a lot of people have with AEW. A lot of their ring work is good, not all of it. Uh but they've got plenty of talent on that roster. Now are they used properly? No. no but no. show me a company where talent is used properly by and large. There isn't there. one. So, but I, I think a lot of the problems with
2: uh, it's not even so much anti AEW w people it's anti elite people because i don't hate aew but i'm well aware that the people running aew don't need my viewership because they keep pushing people that i as a fan and as a smart fan don't really have interest in because they're kind of pieces of shit backstage
0: well okay beyond the elite though who are they pushing that is a problem. <laughs> okay, that's it, though, right? So it's not even. Right, it's, so. they're, again, they're pushing a very small section of their show is pushing people that that well, you don't like that I don't like. That a lot of there's people also a aren't. distrust. But yes, but by saying that they they don't want your viewership. What about all the other people on the card that are working hard that you probably do like? Or at oh. least at least see potential in or something.
1: Here's the thing with that, Michael. And uh if I can step in for a minute. Go right ahead. It's the thing is the people I want to see are almost never on the card. When was the last time Miro was on the fucking show?
0: Well when was the last time Miro Miro's an interesting case. I mean he was off filming a movie. Yeah. And, uh, or but something then they brought for, him back six-month stretch or something. They brought him back, and he did, like, two episodes, and he's been gone. But have you seen anything as to why? I mean, maybe he's hurt. I don't... I, you know, I'm not making excuses. I'm just yeah, saying... I, know. I mean, I didn't know he was gone filming a movie until about the time he came back. Yeah. And I heard then that that's that, why... He same, here. same
1: here. Same here, because all that well, time, it's like, well, where is he?
0: Right. And, you know, I don't... I don't keep up on the day-to-day stuff of any of the companies, really, anymore. I, I don't trust... Used to.
2: The best way to describe my distrust of AEW is I could not enjoy the FTR-Bucks match from the from the spring. Because, because you thought they were going to get fucked. Exactly. Because the Bucks have to do the Young Bucks stuff. The Bucks have to always be on top. Why do you think we barely see FTR to begin with? It's because they're over
0: and that scares the books. Oh, I I fully agree. I this was the this last pay-per-view was the first one I haven't bought since Punk came back because there wasn't enough on the card that I was going to spend my $50 for. That's And, and how deal. Now how do you FTR minimize there, I would have I would have paid for it.
2: How but... do you minimize Brian Danielson?
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. A year ago, think about this. I mean, a year well, ago, I, mean, I was so excited about AEW. I was actually excited about the product a year ago. They had all these guys coming in. They were doing some good stuff. They were doing good stuff with Danielson as a heel, positioning him as the top heel. And then, and then that just went away. And and they this is what they do, they start to do something that looks like, oh, this could be good. Nope, no, it's not. No, nope, they're not they're not following up with that. And and it's just very frustrating to me. And it's like, I know that if I watch WWE, they're going to do give me some crap that I don't want to see. But I also know that when I watch their pay-per-view, at least for the most part, which is Pretty much the only thing I watch it there's these days on a regular basis. I mean, I'm checking in with their shows more often, but I'm still fast forwarding through it because it's still, it's yeah, it's better than it was when Vince was running it, but it's still a drag and uh, a lot of nonsense. And they haven't. It's not like they've just changing the script
3: overnight. It's but I, I just, I'm just
4: is I don't know. What Was that Bill? I, Huh? Oh, I didn't say it. I was just making fun of Albert because that's what I do. Gee, thanks.
0: <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I didn't buy this pay-per-view because there wasn't enough to compel me to spend $50. But I have no problem watching the weekly shows. I've got, I can, I can spend the time to watch those. I, you know, I don't, I tune out when it's somebody I don't care for. But there's enough still on the show that's worth watching, I think. But I wouldn't be paying $50 every month for a WWE pay-per-view. Oh, hell no. If it wasn't, i pay $5 a month for the commercial-free version of Peacock. My man. And I had, you know, $10 a month for the network for however long it was. Mm -hmm. Seven years, eight years. Uh, So, you know, I... Before that, I wasn't spending the money on their pay-per-views every month because it's too much. Yeah, exactly. And, and the AEW ones, you know, once Punk came in, I bought every single one till this last one. If FTR had been on the card, that would have been enough for me to spend fifty dollars on it. But there See. just wasn't enough otherwise. Yeah. But like, Dan- like you said with uh, Brian Danielson. Are they really minimizing him, or is it he doesn't want to be the focal point of the company? Because I don't think he does. Like I don't think he wants to be world champion.
4: I think I he don't wants think to that's the
0: position that he wants.
4: Help the younger guys, right? Frustrates some of them as he state. I guess the vibe is the younger guys don't want to listen. But you know, I
0: think that's I think there happened. are that do. Yeah, there's some that do, right? I mean, clearly there are some because you hear about the young guys that would ask Punk, hey, will you watch my match and then yeah. critique it and let me know what you think I can do better? And, and, and it seems like that there really were two camps.
3: Yes, yeah. like,
0: There was the Punk camp, and then there's the Elites camp. The Trampoline I mean, Cowboys,
1: as Courtney calls was them. was
0: that, that uh, said something about Jack Perry changing with the... It was one of the gun.
1: Oh, it was the gun brother oh, guns.
0: Yeah, saying something about if they changed with the young bucks in their dressing room and hung out with the boss. Clearly, there were two camps there. So you can't you can't say that all the young guys aren't listening and don't don't care.
4: No, I didn't mean but that. For the record,
0: yeah,
2: I don't think the guns are as impressive as Corny thinks they are. No. I think there's potential, but I don't they're, think
1: they're that great. I don't think they're that great either, but I see where they could be good at some point, but
0: they have charisma. I'll give them that, but they're not, they're not really that great in the ring or anything at this point. No,
3: they are
1: two guys I mean, with that.
0: Ben- Go ahead, Albert. Uh,
1: I was going to say that I think he probably sees more in them just because they don't do all the shit that he hates.
0: Oh, I think that's probably a fair assessment.
1: So he values them more because he sees them doing things that make sense to him. So as opposed to (laughs) he doesn't see that from them. So he's like, oh, these guys got it. I'm like, do they? I'm like, well, okay. They got, they could, they've got something going on there, but I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I think – I really think that's it, that he sees more in them because he th- he's looking at them – and he's talked about this too. When he l- talks about somebody with a talent, he's he's looking at what he could at see out of them at some point a lot of times when he says that he likes somebody sometimes. He's he's mentioned this before, that he's looking at it from a perspective of at, if this guy gets pushed right, if he gets – does this and this and this, he could they could be really good, or cetera. So that's probably it.
4: Let's talk about how bullshit it is that um Chris Jericho beat George Clinton and the mass singer head to head. I mean, don't get me wrong, George is pushed you know, he's like eighty at this point point. can't sing that good. Come on, Chris Jericho can't sing, period. <laughs> <laughs> I was going say how impressive track. was it that and it's that he
2: lost to Adam Carolla.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that because I'm not that firm, but I just watched. That's the, we've
2: been watching in lieu of AEW since the postseason ended for baseball, with, as the as the masked singer.
1: See, I was done with AEW like you. I took it off my DVR, and then, then, then they then they threw us a bone. They gave it the title to MJF and he was still a heel. So I was like, yeah. uh, which I kind of expected, but I was like, but they they were scaring me for a little while there with this. Oh, he's going to turn face. I like, cause they, they're just, they're so dumb. That's the sort of thing they would do. Yeah. Well, right. Well, he's
2: one of those guys, the fans, the fans deep down want to cheer him. Yeah, kind of right. like what we've talked about with Savage and, and, and the demolition and with flair at various points in the show. He, the fans like they dig him, even though he's a heel and he's a really good chicken shit heel. The fans dig him.
4: Yep. But thankfully they're not dumb enough because if they turn him face, it's just going to be. It won't. It won't last. They
1: can't. They can't do it at this point.
4: Right. It's too early.
1: Someday, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially now, what they just did, though.
4: Right. Right. Poor, poor William
1: Regal. I hope. Oh, he's poor, poor, William Regal, going back to make all that money and not have to deal with amateur hour. Yeah, I think
0: hour. He's pretty happy. And and I think it was probably his idea to go out that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you, he wanted to be put. He wanted to put MJF over in that manner. Yep. Yeah. He's like, I'm not yeah. going to be here. Let's do this. I saw somebody. In some group somewhere, complaining about how they made him look like a bitch or something, and I'm thinking, well, no. Well, he
1: he's fifty some years old and he's got all these problems.
0: He he did the right thing to put over like- the young talent, and that it didn't make him look like a bitch. It it made him look like a man for doing the right thing on the way out. Mm-hmm. But well, also, your mileage may vary. I guess.
4: No, that's the problem. These kids don't get it today. Get off my lawn, fucking amateurs.
0: Fuck. <coughs> well, I, I kind of <coughs> fucking amateurs.
5: Of
2: right. If you think he looked like a bitch getting hit from behind with a pair of brass knuckles, I'm gonna say the person saying that probably never got hit with a punch
0: in their life, and they probably say. Well, I think it was the whole back. oh he got stretchered out, and you know, but that's the point. He's not coming back. That's what you right. do. That's exactly.
4: Some would say he got murdered, but that's Eric Young. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about this fucking garbage for a minute, can't we?
0: No, let's
1: not. Uh, You're right. You're right. no just Michael. Just no, not. I take it back. I take it back. Let's not. Michael is right. Let's not give this garbage any
0: attention. We've g- I've given it too much already.
4: Eh, I blame you, Bill. I was just doing a bit, so whatever.
0: Besides, we besides we don't want Javorsky as a listener anyway, do we? So let's not talk about TNA. You mean uh you Great mean
1: uh what's our what's our uh what's our Hanna Barbera name for him? Craig Master <laughs> K. No no, no no
4: no Dick, uh, Dick
1: Dastardly. Dick <laughs>
4: Dastardly. Dick Dastardly is not gonna be part of the program. Dick handle handle most. okay.
2: So speaking of genitalia's.
4: Mind Before that? you
2: guys came on the air
4: You were masturbating Mike
2: pointed Mike pointed out to me What was odd about the Sherry figure And
1: now I can't <laughs> unsee it
4: Does she have a penis?
1: I know soon he made the comment
4: Does she have a dick Because I was looking for a penis, but I'm always looking for a piece She
2: got one hell of a moose
0: knuckle Going on Okay. And, sure, sure, sure. and I can't figure out what the guy was going for when he made it. <laughs> like, is that the intent? Uh, hey, you gotta give the, you gotta
1: give him, a, uh, gotta give her oh, the, yeah. uh, the China prominent, code. prominent, uh, camel toe.
2: She had a few rounds with the scepter. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Good lord, she's been broken in half <laughs> Yeah,
1: dig it, yeah Broken in half, yeah, dig it, yeah
2: I don't ever want to hear the macho impersonation Related to sexual nature ever
1: again. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Jason D'Agostino Yeah,
4: dig it, yeah No <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say something here that might be controversial, but does anybody else here think that Jason D'Agostino looks like the third Jackson brother? Do You think he's a young buck?
1: Oh, I, I, that's not the Jackson brother. I was going with for uh, a second. I was like, uh, yeah, i, was I was, like, I was like, like, what are you talking about? They're like all like black, the of or at
4: least Michael was at one time. Well, they they have
0: Vitiglio there. So 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 Brandon says that Jason sounds like. Ask play McCadian or Canadian face. <laughs> and now uh, you say he looks like one of the young bucks. I'm not sure which is worse.
4: You just can't I don't eat. know,
0: but I'm getting roasted big time today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you did, Dags. Jesus. I don't know.
4: Jeez Jackson.
0: It's your, tu- your turn in the box, I guess. I don't it, it, know. Is. it is. I mean... Super kicks. <laughs> it's a Thigh-slapping good time tonight,
4: huh? I'm just
2: All I can think of, I don't know if if, if I sent it to the group, or I sent it to just Albert, is um, the veteran Jack Vaughn on TikTok. He did the evolution of a super indie wrestler, and at the end of it, it's year two of his career, and he's speaking only through through thigh slaps. That was so <laughs> awesome
4: i remember you said that i don't know if that was to the group or just to me but I think that was great I think it was a group i remember watching that was cool yeah
2: well let me bring the house down and do mine quick and then
5: we can get I'll, I'll back to the say,
0: before you get to your uh your idea here uh have you guys downloaded the 80s mania wrestling game yet and started playing oh
1: for god's sakes
0: they haven't they haven't come on as an <sighs> advertiser yet. <laughs> we, we've got to we've got to start uh, get everybody involved and get them on as an advertiser. Here we need a sponsor.
4: True.
0: For the record,
2: it is it is a great game. Um, it's a fun little time waster.
4: Is it the trivia one or the which one is it? The the Hold one on that, here.
2: This is so a uh, it's a fantasy booking game. Oh. Um, like last night, uh, Mike and I were talking, he uh, unlocked Ash from, well, a parody of Ash from Evil Dead.
0: Oh. Yeah, so it's a, a mixture of wrestlers from the 80s and 90s, pop culture figures. What's it called? 80s,
3: 80s Mania, Mania, Mania
0: Wrestling. Wrestling. Okay.
3: Yeah, hold on here. 80s. Like Jim the Anvil
2: is a combination of of Griff from
0: Eighties 80s, 80s Mania Wrestling Returns. That's it. Yes. So, just looking at my uh, roster here, I have a
1: wrestling fed Eighties Mania Wrestling Returns. With I 80s, have the, I, I love the
0: average guy, who is the common man, Dusty Rhodes, who instead of polka dots, he wears paisley.
1: Alright, I'm downloading this thing now. Do you have the average Sun yet? I do not yet. So
2: I have to ask, who is your favorite? Not, not favorite to use, but the parry that got you to laugh the hardest?
0: Um, that is a good question. I really like the uh Arizona Chance, Chance Solar. Uh, Oh, Harrison Ford. Indiana (laughs) Jones on Solo, Harrison Ford character. I think that one's good. Um, Turn it
2: down, Albert. Yeah. Um,
1: I like how it's loading with the rock with the chef's hat cooking. I'm sorry, a rock lookalike.
0: With well, the chef's uh,
2: hat, that would be the stud that, muffin. That's that, Bruce
0: the that's, Barber. That's Brother Brood Brother Uh Mighty Leo for Lion-O, that's a good one.
3: Um, I, I do kind of like the uh, the Shockmaster
0: version of Overload. That's kind of funny.
2: The one that, that popped me the, the most is I is nineties Pat Cabbage. So um oh. for people listening for people listening who've never played this, Pat Cabbage is a cabbage patch kid, a roided out cabbage patch kid. But in the nineties, he no longer is Pat Cabbage, he's Cab and he's a parody of Taz. And that had me in tears the first time I saw it. Because it's it's just perfect. <laughs>
1: All right, let me ask you something here. Uh, So you got your three uh, federations here, right? The America's Best Championship Wrestling, the Rock and Roll Wrestling, and the Wrestle World. The Wrestle World, I presume, is like WCW, Jim Crockett.
0: That was my assumption, yeah. See, I assumed it was WWF.
1: I assumed that Rock and Roll Wrestling was going to be WWF. Am I wrong there? That That's my guess. And I'm going to guess that America's
0: best championship wrestling is the AWA. That was my assumption as well, yeah.
1: So let's just keep talking about these
0: guys until they
3: go on as a sponsor. That's,
1: that's the plug. idea. Yeah.
0: That's plug, guys. what I was going for there. Oh, I will say, the uh, there's the three different versions with the Honky Tonk Band. You have pelvis Vegas, right? Yeah. And then you have pelvis Presley, but then you just have Vegas. That's Vinnie Vega or not Vinnie Vega, Vincent Vega from Pulp
3: Fiction, which I thought was pretty good.
2: Yeah. That's pretty funny too.
0: And I, I do like a lot of the, uh, the cartoon characters, the, uh, Skele Scream for Skeletor or Skullgore I guess it is for Skeletor. Yes, yeah, Ske- Skele Skullgore. Skele Scream is the Scream uh, killer, Ghostface killer from Scream. The alt version of Skullgore. But then you've got no,
3: oh, oh, Storm Shadow
0: and Destro and Cobra Commander. And
4: There's a Ronald what was that, Re- Bill? There's a Ronald Reagan Federation president analog and that's pretty funny i just downloaded i'm looking right now i was looking
1: at that i was like i was like is that supposed to be reagan or is that supposed to be jack Tunney, or is it a combo of both
4: i think it may be a little bit of Tunney, but i think it's reagan
1: yeah i was like he's very reagan-esque but he's like thin like tunny so i didn't go with him i went with the free guy
4: mr greenhorn (laughs) He looks like a, a weirder Vince, like Vince. Yeah, Vince. he looks like a fat Vince. melts Meltzer had a baby.
0: Goddamn, pal! Look at this. Chin. See, I thought he looked like Pritchard.
4: Yeah, I could see a Pritchard in it too.
0: Oh well, then there there is Pritchard on the on the one uh, skit or interview. He's Cupid. <laughs> yeah, let me find it here. Cupid's arrow. I'll send that in the group chat to you guys. I've been playing this, this
2: game for a long time. Um, I've, I've dropped too much money
0: on it over the course of the years. <laughs> I've been playing it for a month. Jason got me into it a little over a month ago. and Today, I just hit 30 days of logging in and playing.
2: Oh, so you got your free coin.
0: Pill yeah. Presley. Yeah, here's the thing. I didn't even realize that you i I realized that there was probably supposed to be some kind of reward you got but i didn't realize you had to go to the inbox to get it so i collected my five 15 and 30 day rewards today
2: that's not bad though let it build up and then yeah
0: which worked out because then i used a couple of tokens to buy uh or one i cashed in a token to buy hogan today dude brohan I which, uh
3: which
2: version of Dude Brohan?
0: The the 90s version, blue tights. I uh
1: I, I like that they have the Amazon from NES Pro Wrestling on here is the piranha.
0: Yes. Well, and then uh I assume Starboy is kind of a takeoff of Starman Yes from that as well, right? Yep. But it's it's just kind of fun to go through and figure out who some of the people are. Like who is the one that that I
3: mentioned to you that you hadn't realized.
2: Oh shoot. Who was that?
0: Mm. But like there's, so there's John McEnroe as a wrestler called. Oh, player.
2: it was, I never but saw him a, as cornette you,
0: you hadn't seen the Cornette manager version, right? Yes, that's it. Yeah.
3: But It's, it's a, it's a fun, fun game. Um, you can get sloth from the Goonies, which is hilarious.
0: Yeah, there's also. Uh,
4: I have the rackers.
0: Oh yeah, Jesse Wild and Chet Sky. Also, the red, the,
1: the red Pirate, the the Red Pirate Rogers.
0: Yeah, that's from Princess Bride, right? Yep.
1: Yes. yes.
0: And Speaking there is. There is an Andre. He's he's Keith Kezif. like that. Kezif. I just saw they made
1: like some. They made like some Princess Bride action figures. So they have like an Andre from that.
0: I saw that.
1: And I was like, I think it was way too much that I wanted to spend for it, but we. So we there's was...
0: a character called Michael T. Wolf, who has two versions. One is Teen Wolf. <laughs> And the other is Teen Wolf Marty McFly. And I just, I bought the Doc Brown manager card today.
3: I forget what his name is.
2: Did you get Billy, the Billy and Jimmy Lee characters yet, which are openers?
3: The who? So they Billy have double, they Billy and Jimmy have Lee and Double Jimmy
2: get yep, from Double Dragon in it. Oh, okay. Um, maybe. Professor I think Gigawatt. they're Bo and Duke. I can't look. My phone's my camera, so I'm just going well, from no here. Your,
0: your picture is so much better. Here I thought you just had a really good laptop.
2: No, if I switch to uh, my laptop <laughs> camera, it's pretty good. It awful. would look
0: like mine. So I have Beat'em Up Bow. And beat him up, Lee. Yeah, those are the double dragon, and That's then openly. And then Deputy Lee. I assume that version's supposed to be one of the smoking guns, right?
3: Oh shit, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, and I got Bug Buster today. Oh yeah,
0: who clearly looks like Dan Aykroyd.
3: A combo
2: of Dan Aykroyd and the cartoon version of Riggs. I think he has red hair.
0: <clears throat> and then, okay, so Caesar Sles is that supposed to be uh, D. Snyder? It is
1: supposed to be D. Snyder.
0: That's what I thought.
3: Yeah, I got I got stupid Eddie Vedder the other day. Oh Kurt No, I, I don't have Cobain yet. It's 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 it's
2: half the fun is figuring out who who the characters are.
1: Yeah. yeah I'm assuming this Jesse Wild is Marty Jannetty.
0: Yes, and and Robert Gibson.
1: Except he can look right,
2: so he's more Marty than Robert.
0: Because when you once you get like tag teams and things and even with the singles wrestlers, there are specific feuds where you match a certain guy against another opponent, and there's like a feud card for them that you unlock them. And so the Jesse Wilde and Chet Sky, they have feud cards for both Rock and Roll Express feuds and Rockers feuds. Because they kind of
1: double. I I like uh, that we have uh, a... I'm just going through and fucking around with this right now. And it's like, I'm adding a interview. It looks like a uh, honest Al who looks like Mario crossed with a uh, mean gene.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Jason, here's one for you. Kit pistol. Is that supposed to be mad Maxine? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. And then uh, Mike and Mark bug as the killer bees. That's kind of funny.
2: I, I like this version of the game the best. I played it when it was just strictly the 80s and it didn't have as many characters. But I mean as this game's progressed over the years, it's gotten more fun. They do have a modern version that I've tried and it's nowhere near as fun as oh as the
0: nineties one.
2: Uh I don't I forget what it's called because this one merges into the nineties.
0: Right, but I thought I I thought I saw something that was called nineties.
2: Oh, they did have a separate '90s version, and then they merged them into this this one. But they have a, like a modern mania wrestling or something, and
0: okay, maybe it's... that because there was something with um...
3: it was like the the
0: son of one of the wrestlers on here.
3: Well, I think
2: modern when I played modern mania wrestling, I got like the equivalent of the Bucks and the equivalent of Omega. And then there was an equivalent of Cody. And I think he was like Cody average or average Cody because he's the son of average guy. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was a miserable experience because you start off with like the greenest version of them and you have to build the characters up over the course of the game.
0: Oh, okay. So different. it's
2: more strategy based than it is booking based. Gotcha. I just killed this this plug, um, <laughs> this future <laughs> advertiser.
0: You can cut that part out. You can edit that.
1: We, we've. I stayed, don't know if you know stayed. this. We've extended edit in
0: general. I'm just saying you could edit that. <laughs> I could, but I won't.
2: <laughs> I. I'm not TGBL. I'm not making this pleasant for the the listeners' ears when they have their noise canceling beats headphones on or their Bose headphones on. It's it's as adequate and as raw as can be. (laughs) It's Monday night
0: raw. Okay, I'm done. Um, Okay, now that I thoroughly sidetracked this, let's hear your
2: No one wants to hear this at this point. We're forty-eight minutes
0: in. <laughs> I want to hear it. You you gave me a little bit of it the other day, and I, you know, the first taste is free.
2: <laughs> Oddly, that's not the first time I've heard that in my life. Um, <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> um, I would move. Um, I would move initially Hall and Nash to ECW 96 under the premise that Hall and Nash don't sign immediately with WCW. Instead, they try to play both sides against each other to get the best offer. While they're free agents, they're contacted by Paul Lee to make an appearance at the arena. Their first appearance would be at uh, A Matter of Respect on May 11th, 1996. Uh, where after Dreamer and the Gangsters beat the Eliminators and Brian Lee, the lights go out in the ring. And when they come back on, Hall and Nash are in the ring and the show ends. And we all know that a lot of these big shows at the ECW arena were really just used for hardcore TV. So everything that, that happens on these big shows that I'm going to talk about, it's all going to air on, on hardcore TV. Uh, so moving forward, I would plug Hall against Douglas uh to build off their time in the WWF. Uh with them trading the TV title back and forth, Hall would win it in June of 96 a fight the power. Uh afterwards, he would cut a sarcastic promo saying, "Wow, I'm the champion of what three TV stations. What a big deal that, that is." I love that line. Maybe I'll take this belt back to Vince or I'll give it to good old Uncle Eric in Georgia and the crowd starts to pelt the the ring with garbage. Uh, later that month at hardcore heaven, uh, Nash attacks, Tommy dreamer after dreamer defeats Brian Lee Nash gets on the mic and says, so you beat a guy who ripped off the undertaker. You've accomplished nothing. He said, I'm not here for Raven. He's an old friend. And I know, you know, this, but this doesn't involve Scotty. This is me telling you, I think you're nothing. Tommy dreamer dreamer bows up to Nash and he eats a power bomb for all his troubles. Um, At Heatwave 96, it's going to be Dreamer, Sandman, and Douglas versus Hall, Nash, and a mystery partner. Hall and Nash come out. When they point to the curtain, smells like teen spirit plays. And Joey Styles is on commentary, just groaning at the thought of who this is. And it's Diamond Dallas Page making his his way to the ring as their mystery partner. Uh, During the match, Raven and his nester watching from above the arena. After the match, Nash gets on the mic. Tommy, no hard feelings. You're as tough as they said they as they said you were. Shake my hand. We can move on. They shake hands. Nash turns his attention to Raven. Hey, Scotty, nothing personal, but that strap you have is it's going to be mine. Nash is no bones about it. I'm going to be the champ, whether you like it or not. Um. So hollow and Nash and DDP are pretty much they have no allegiance. They're not really faces. They're not really heels. They're just doing their thing. Um at the August 3rd doctor is in show Douglas defeats hall for the TV title. Nash sits in on commentary with Joey styles that night. He keeps referencing a surprise that, that Joey styles isn't going to believe Uh Sabu wins the stretcher match against RVD. The lights go out in the ring is Sean Waltman who attacks Sabu. Joey notes on commentary that Sean Waltman and Sabu had a lengthy feud before Waltman went to the WWF and Sabu went to ECW Nash laughs and says, I told you we had a surprise for you. Uh, at Natural Born Killers, August 24th, Waltman is the surprise opponent for RVD. Uh, after the match, he cuts a scathing promo on Sabu. Uh, Sandman and Pitbull 2 against Raven and Douglas never happens because Hall and Nash show up and it starts a three-team brawl. When Sandman tries to hit Hall from behind with the cane, DDP slides out from under the ring, hits a diamond cutter on Sandman. Waltman come out and the four of them are in the ring. People are pelting the ring with crap. Nash gets on the mic, says, Hey, Paul Lee, remember when you begged us to come here because you thought we could pop the hell house? And you said, Hey, we have carte blanche. We can do what we want. Do you regret it yet? Because this is all on your hands. Um, November to remember, Nash wins the ECW title from Sandman. Ah, uh, during the main event of Raven and uh, Raven and Brian Lee against Dreamer and Funk, Nashes with Joey Styles in commentary taunting Raven. After the match, he makes his way to the ring, slaps Raven in the face, picks, and it's picked up on audio. Nash goes, "Are you sick of this shit yet, Scotty? Because you're better than this. This is starting to plant the seed of Raven becoming a face. Because I because th- the fans liked Raven, they just didn't like what Raven was doing to Sandman." And and a dreamer, but they they respected Raven. There was always I, that core group of fans that liked Raven. I liked what he was doing to dreamer. I like what he's doing. to Sam. I was a big Raven, Mark, so I'm not going to deny any of that. Um, at no- uh, what else happens at November to remember Holland uh, Waltman went a four way dance for the ECW tag titles and Shane Douglas loses the TV title to DDP. So now they all four have the belts. They're controlling things in ECW. On the December 7th show at the ECW arena, they're not there. Tommy Dreamer at the end of the night cuts a promo for too long. We've allowed these outsiders to try and take over our ECW. Well, I've had it, I'm willing to put my feelings aside, and I just need three more men to come out and stand beside me and fight for these fans, for this company, and for ourselves. Obviously, Sandman's the first one out. Shane Douglas comes out. Final person to come out is Raven. Raven turns face. Dreamer gets back on the mic. We are the lifeblood blood of ECW. Tonight we begin to remove the cancer that was allowed in this company. Hall Nash, Page and Waltman, we're EC fucking W and you're not. All this is the setup for Barely Legal in 1997. I think with Hall and Nash and Paige and Waltman, it puts them over for barely legal. I put barely legal at the pavilion on the campus of Villanova where Villanova plays basketball. It's a small arena, but it's obviously bigger than than the ECW arena. And it would hold more fans to see Hall and Nash and sure. Paige and Waltman on pay-per-view bringing ECW to the mainstream. I like it. You just like that I said that Hall said that he's the champion of the three TV stations. <laughs> that, that's
0: hilarious. But no, I think it's all very logical booking. I think it makes a lot of well, sense. I think it would have been extremely interesting and would have changed the dynamic.
3: Well, and like I
2: said to you when I, I gave you the, the sample the other day, almost everyone is tied to someone. Right. Douglas is tied to Hall, DDP, and Nash are tied to Raven. Waltman's tied to Sabu. There's all these. Everyone's linked to someone at some point in their careers.
0: Yeah, you. I mean, you're weaving multiple storylines together, and I, I personally feel like that's when oh, booking is at its best when you have so many things that work together. Instead of just a bunch of standalone storylines.
2: Well, and Paul Lee was a genius at that. I mean, it's one of oh. the few things Paulie was really great at. You had that Tommy Dreamer and Raven feud that lasted what two years, but then it involved it involved the Sandman, it involved the Pitbulls, it involved Stevie Richards, the Meanie, it involved half the roster at one point or another was tied into this this feud. Right. And then once the toothpaste was out of the. Once all the toothpaste was out, you couldn't put it back in, and Paulie didn't
0: know what to do after that. Well, I mean, if you think about it, something like that completely changes the landscape of pro wrestling at that point. Because without the outsiders, what does WCW do? Because Hogan was beyond stale at that point.
5: Yeah.
3: So how do you. What well,
0: you know? What does Bischoff do? Do you find two other guys to bring in and book an angle like that? I mean, who who are you bringing in to do that? Or what direction do you go instead?
3: I'm willing to bet Hogan turns heel no matter what. See, I'm not sure that he would go for it without seeing uh, big. Uh...
0: But I was seeing Hall and Nash and, yeah, and how over they reaction. were, because while well, I don't believe a lot of what Hogan says about anything, or Bush- <laughs> um, I do truly believe that he was hesitant about being the third man until he saw how well it was working and how how much Hall and Nash were over before he committed to doing it. Because I I think he probably realized he had to do something to freshen himself up. Because he, even with his insanely massive ego, he had to realize how the fans wanted nothing to do with him as a babyface anymore.
3: But how do you get somebody else that hot to trigger him to make that turn? have
2: him turn on sting i mean inevitably if hogan turns heel stings now the top
0: baby face again but but you how do you get hogan to the point of being willing to do that and without hall and nash i'm not sure how it gets done so they don't i don't think that wcw then would become the force of nature that they were
2: or do you think they turn sting heel
0: I don't know. Which
2: could have a similar
0: effect. I mean, it's not like it's not like Holland Nash brought this idea to Bischoff. He saw it in Japan and decided he was going to do it. And it it worked so well because it was two former guys that had been in WCW at one point that went to WWF and made it big and were now invading and coming in. So I, I don't know who you Luger
2: when does Brett Luger Luger jumped already by then.
0: yeah so
2: when does Brett sign the 10-year deal with Vince
1: fall of 96
2: fall of 96
0: well but now you're talking what four to six months farther down the road before you even get that angle started. And now ECW has gotten that much hotter with the influx of Hall, Nash, DDP. Right, but ECW,
2: 15-year-old me will hate me right now. Um, ECW still has the inherent problems that ECW would have, which is inability to manage money. Sure. So it's not like they're getting a a national TV deal out of this. It's not like they might pick up some more syndicated channels that are, they were already going to be on pay-per-view. So if anything, it just kind of pushes them up a bit. I don't think Hall and Nash going there is going to make ECW a household name. It's going to give them more attention than they would have had. Um, but I also think a lot of guys, Austin being one of them, used ECW as a place to rehab their image before they went on to do something else. I, there's, there's nothing to say Hall and Nash don't go after being in ECW for a year.
0: Right, but but what does WCW in that do in that interim time, that one year, where they don't have? I mean that that was the biggest angle,
2: the alliance to end Hulkamania.
0: I don't don't know know. I I think it would change an awful lot I'm not I'm not sold that it wouldn't potentially be enough of a boost to get ECW uh, a TV deal because I think it would bring in
1: uh, they get on TNN that sooner I sooner. think it would
0: bring in a lot of eyeballs. I mean let's stop
1: with that team. I, I, I
0: can speak I can speak for myself. I had stopped watching wrestling probably in eighth grade. 90 late 92, early 93, something like that. I didn't start watching again until I was flipping through channels in the fall of 96 after we got our satellite, our little mini satellite dish. And I see Hulk Hogan as a heel. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I see Holland Nash, who I liked Vinny Vegas. I liked liked the Diamond Stud. I loved Razor Ramon. So
3: I know, like, for, for me, if I was flipping through channels and...
0: And I saw something, you know, an ECW show with those guys on there. I'm going to tune in and see what's going on. And if if they if they brought enough attention, you know, during '96 through uh, magazines, the internet, whatever, and built up more interest, maybe by early '97 they have a TV deal. Or so what, so what, let's what, talk. Very legal, their talk. first pay per view. Yes. Okay, so maybe after that, maybe after the success of that, maybe they do get on TV someplace. So
2: let's talk realistically about this. Where do where would you see ECW land on cable TV in 97? And I don't want to hear this
3: TNN bullshit either.
0: No, probably not there. Um I mean that's a good question. I don't know. I, I I can't go back that far, 25 years, and tell you what, what channels were there.
3: There's a yeah. part of me that would say MTV.
2: Possibly. But MTV is a year away from going strictly teen pop,
3: and ECW does not fit that genre. HBO would probably
2: be a really good place, or Showtime would be a really good place for ECW.
0: Sure,
2: because you can get away with a lot more. Get yeah, away a lot more, yeah. Like the night Kimono Wanalea danced atop the ECW <laughs> arena.
0: <laughs> you
1: know how many times I saw that stupid commercial on, like, <laughs> like, yeah, and I bet she didn't show shit. <laughs>
2: So, but I'm sure some
1: preverse bought that video Just
2: for that So before they were not returned to me I had taped every episode Of ECW on I think I had like 12 tapes And I let someone borrow them Never got them back Every episode showed that commercial At least once
3: <laughs> Yes
2: I can't hear Hey man nice shot Without hearing Joey Styles talking over it in my head.
0: <laughs> but if, if Hall and Nash don't come to WCW in 96 and they don't form the NWO and they don't get as hot as they got, Vince doesn't get creative, does the attitude era happen? Does the wrestling boom of the late 90s happen? Is there actually a Monday Night War? I mean, there's so much... I mean, there was already a
2: Monday Night War before Holland yeah, and Nash well, jumped ship. They were ship. on,
0: but it wasn't a war.
2: Uh, Bischoff were... was already giving out results back in 95. But that didn't mean anything. Yeah. Actually, were... actually, every time Bischoff gave out results, I ended up turning over to WWF. So...
0: Like, it wasn't consequential like it became. And um, I don't know. I mean, after their success, maybe they go to WCW. Maybe they go back to WWF after a year.
2: And that's an interesting thought.
0: I mean, there, there's them of at their,
2: Them at their peak at a time when does Rocky Maivia become a thing? Well, I guess he would because he was already in USWA at that point. But to see right. them, when everyone's hitting their stride in their peaks in 98 to 2000 would be pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it it you, well, your idea there really changes the landscape. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. Like, I, mean, I just thought those four and it's a it's a cool idea bringing those guys into ECW like that, because of the way you have the different storylines woven together to uh, to present kind of like a a unified product where it's not just a mishmash of things.
3: Plus, you know, deep down, you want to see.
2: Hall and Waltman in the ring with New Jack and Mustafa, because <laughs> that's the match we've all been waiting for. Is Hall and New Jack?
3: Yeah, <laughs> had uh,
0: had guys like Guerrero and Malenko, had they already gone to WCW by that point? The time you bring Waltman in, yes. Yeah. Okay. So you missed that. Because, but that I mean, can... the
2: big thing for Waltman is you have RVD there. You have mm-hmm. Sabu. Jericho's still there for a little bit. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to have Jerry Lynn in there, who's a former rival of Waltman's. Right. Which God, I wish we could have gotten that feud on a on a bigger scale on in WWE. Or WCW, because Lynn was there in WCW when Waltman went over. He was just Mr. JL. JL. What a freaking stupid gimmick. (laughs) He looks like a Power Ranger, but we're not going to call him anything like a Power Ranger. We're just going to call him JL. Gimmick infringement. You can't do that. Come on.
0: Uh, Glacier. That's different. That's different.
2: They could have called him below
1: freezing for.
0: Chilly <laughs> McFreeze. They could have called him that. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> How many months did they have vignettes for Glacier before he finally showed Too up many. on the TV? I remember that crap like way back in the '95. I want to say end of '95. Then it's like just going and going. I'm like, when's he showing up?
0: Tell you what, great guy. He was he was tremendous to listen to at FanFest in June.
3: I did enjoy him when he was briefly Coach Buzz Stern
2: with the Natural Born Thrillers. <laughs> I don't remember
0: that.
1: That was during the dark times.
0: I mean, I remember the Natural Born <laughs> Thrillers, but I don't remember him. I don't I remember. Don't rem- I don't I
1: don't remember him either, actually. I just remember the thrillers. Which,
5: above which this Adam, is
1: pre... Alexander. Chuck Palumbo. This is pre-you guys in and, the tournament uh, group. And, uh... Oh, what's his name?
3: Stasiak. Oh, when he was Perfect Sean. Yeah, whatever. What was it, The Perfect Event? Stasiak and Palumbo? Yes.
2: Which, out of all those guys, Stasiak and Reno were the ones I'm like, I don't see it. But with Jindrak and O'Hare and Palumbo, and even Mike Sanders, I'm like, I can see it. There's something. They all have something. Right. Because Sanders was a pretty good talker for that point, And he could hold his own with guys who'd been doing it for years.
1: Yeah, he wasn't bad. I remember when Nash was with the, the thrillers.
2: Oh, before him and DDP were the insiders.
1: <laughs> I don't remember that part. Uh, was that after the thrillers turned on him? Yes. Good
2: Lord. That was after the thrillers turned on him. And after DDP came back from his fight with Steiner backstage, Steiner uh, Nash and DDP were called the insiders, which cracked me up. Still does to this
1: day. Um, well, that's dumb because we already had the insiders. That was the blue guy and big Stevie fool of the blue world order.
2: Another great person to meet. It was is blue meanie. Absolute sweetheart of a person. Um, but I was saying this is before you guys were in the tournament group. They did a most average wrestler tournament. And someone nominated Mike Sanders, and he didn't move on to the next round because because he's above, he average. above average. He's above average, so therefore he can't win. He can't move on. He's above average.
1: That's great. Uh, I just remember when Nash was with them, it's like, he'd go here. The, here was this big line. They're S O L, and then he'd have Stacey and Plum like, oh, he like step over the line. That was the big thing, that was it
2: <laughs> Look, 2000 WCW
1: Was not good Well You had the network telling them What they could and couldn't do too And yes, and all that garbage I, The I know. whole
2: New Blood Versus Oh, that was What was what were the, the guy we, the other guys The called?
1: Millionaire's
2: Club That's it, the Millionaires Club. We were supposed to be cheering the new blood. The Millionaires Club were supposed to be the heels, and they totally fucked
1: that up. It was totally the opposite way around, other way around. We wanted to cheer the Millionaires because they're the stars. Screw these geeks.
2: Which I I had to laugh. Was it Great American Bash two thousand? where it was Flair versus Douglas and Flair came out in street clothes and he cut a promo saying, I'm going to kick your ECW ass that cracked me up. (laughs) Cause everyone's shooting brother.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Shooting, shooting blanks.
2: Look. Okay. So I, I, I'm not saying this to offend you, Albert. Because I, you know, I admit that I wouldn't be a fan if it wasn't for Hogan. But his powerbomb was the shit. Hogan had a powerbomb? He's one of the few people to powerbomb Kidman. Oh, God. Do you remember
1: him and Kidman had a had a feud there? For I I rem- I do because I went to a Nitro where Hogan came out, where Kid Kidman was out there, or whatever. Is that uh uh? It was like what the heck was he wearing? He, he was like wearing all black, but he wasn't Hollywood Hogan. I I don't know. It- did it, did the back of his vest say foobar on it? Yes, <laughs> or something like that. There's something dumb like that. Oh, so you know oh, what that's good for, him, right? Because F-U-N-B is... It was, a uh, Fuck You New Blood or some bullshit like that. And FUBAR was Fuck You, Bischoff, and Russo. Oh, I don't remember FUBAR. I remember F-U-N-B, which is what it was yeah, at this WCW time.
2: Yeah, WCW had a thing for acronyms.
1: <laughs> well, that's fucking Russo. He's so creative. Gotta get Fuck You in there somehow. Uh, you know, the Nitro I went to was, uh... Uh,
2: uh, you sounded more constipated than like Russo on that one. What? I said you sounded more constipated than Russo on that Russo impression.
1: That uh, wasn't really an impression. I was just me talking, fucking around. <laughs> Not this, um, and, and I would have used, I would have thrown in a bunch of words, bro, you know. So, anyways, but uh, neither here nor there. Where was I? Oh, yeah. This, this nitro I went to. Only WCW event I ever went to. Uh Flair was out. This was the deal where Flair was champion. Remembering he they what the hell was it? Did he was it a shoot work heart attack, whatever they did? I don't remember what it was. It, it, oh that's not what they did. I'm like whatever. He, was he, this where he like was stretchered out after he elbow dropped his jacket. I don't know. I haven't I thought a, about this in twenty. I wasn't years. watching. I just remember he was champion. And they took the belt off him and like after a week and it's like uh they had a match at the show I was at between Nash and Jarrett to crown a new champion. And uh Nash ended up winning it. They did the stupid like the blood thing from the new blood, you know, that drops down, which was just a rip off of uh, you know, the bloodbath from uh the uh the yeah. And 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 then they missed with it too. They missed with it. It missed by like a foot off to the side. Also, that that nitro had like a some sort of stupid cage that sat in the ring. That was like a dome a shark cage. It was stupid. It was a Steiner thing, but uh, it was like I'm like this thing looks stupid. So so the shark cage was
2: something that the Sheik did in Detroit not that I think Russo was doing a callback on history there but I mean it was something that was done in the
1: Detroit territory it was a No 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 match. no though I have seen what the cage looked like in Detroit that did not that was not what it looked like This was like a the dome thing though you know what I'm talking about and uh yeah anyways I'll look it up later and send it to you but it was dumb <laughs> Why do I vaguely remember Nash
2: getting the bloodbath and then doing, like, snow angels in it to mock him? <laughs> yeah.
1: That
0: sounds right.
1: That that sounds like something he would do <laughs> because he's like he'd be like, this is stupid, so, you know. God, 2000 WCW, was just, it was not good.
2: <laughs> it was just not good. Although, obviously, this. Lance Storm was a freaking gem during that time period. Yes. There were some guys who got an
1: opportunity and freaking ran with it. Oh, that was the other thing. They, they were teasing a Terry Funk retirement that night. But he comes out there and he announces, I just signed a
3: 10-year deal with WCW.
1: How'd that work out, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he actually even did sign a 10-year deal. It was just something stupid they did in storyline. And was like, right. why?
2: Is any is Norman Smiley getting over more baffling than, than you've realized in hindsight? Because he no, only got over because he did the big wiggle.
3: But it was hilarious.
4: Was yeah, it, no, he's
3: pretty. Was, was it? Was it hilarious? It
0: was. I, I remember. Yeah. I think
4: it's hilarious.
3: I think, uh,
1: we have a difference of opinion on what hilarious is, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, but you've proven that no no with your impressions. Hey, so, dude, you, you get me going,
1: there. Right
0: there. <laughs> all right, good night, folks. Mike,
1: Mike's signing <laughs> off there. Mike's signing off now.
0: Yeah, I was trying to save the listeners. We just cut the show there. They wouldn't have to hear the stew impression.
1: Well, first of all, but, you shouldn't disrespect
0: my father like that.
3: He comes in here all the way from the dungeon in Alberta. He's got one of his cats down in the background.
2: We can't talk about about Teddy until until Mike and Bill watch it. I I can't talk about it until they watch it.
1: You haven't seen that shit
4: show yet? Oh, Jesus. That's the plan anyway. What'd you say, Bill? About a half hour in the first episode, it was pretty interesting. But probably when we're done, if I don't fuck keep falling asleep, I'll check out. I want to check out this, this episode. Like,
1: oh my goodness! And the guy that filmed this shit too—he's a fucking—he's
4: he's a a tool.
1: Yeah, something wrong with that dude. Dude
4: here, like uh,
1: he's trying to babyface himself in this, but it's like, yeah, eh.
4: it's not working.
1: Like, oh my goodness, am I responsible for this? Well, you're giving this idiot attention, and uh, you thought you were going to get famous off of filming Teddy Hart.
2: Which I have to say, I've never really heard Teddy speak. He
1: sounds a lot like Brett. Here's the thing they all sound forward to. He he doesn't sound like Brett so much. (laughs) No. No, it actually. uh How does he sound?
2: All the hearts kind of have a they similar. All,
1: they all pattern. have a similar speech pattern. I, I'll give you that, but he's he's fucking he's out there.
2: To quote Cap Lou, he has the brain the size of a dehydrated BB. <laughs> um. So we're almost hitting an hour and a half into the show. Wrap it up. Is there anything else anyone wants to talk about? Because I mean, we could, we could have some fun if you guys want. We could bury some people, or we could just call it a night.
0: That might wake Bill up.
1: With the burying? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Bill, who's made your shit list this week?
4: Um, let's see. That's a good question. I don't know, because I'm not really... I don't really have any beef this week. I'm sorry I'm boring, but I can't think of anything too exciting.
2: You're good, brother. You're good.
4: Um... I don't know. Jade Cargill made my shit list this week, and I'll tell you Because... She's really attractive, but her boobs just aren't big enough. And that's my casual sexism of the week. Thank you. For attending my TED talk. Are you uh what are you watching there in the background there, Bill? Oh, my wife's got the TV blast some nonsense <laughs> while she sleeps. And I turned it down, but I didn't turn it down the i <laughs> Yeah. I was Sorry, like, we're, we're I was like, we're boring you? What are you tuning into? No, it's all the way in the bedroom. I have to turn, I have to turn it down or turn it off every time before I go to bed. because It's screaming. She watches like all those document or like um Discovery Channel, Discovery Plus. So she's always watching like the ghost things. But what's playing now is that one with all those mountain hill, mountain monsters, while the hillbillies or <laughs> Bigfoot and Chupacabra. And it's like you know, it's one of those things. Chupacabra. But they don't have any footage or any kind of pictures of the actual thing. It's like. Okay, guys. All right, <laughs> like Duck Dynasty with with. I tell like, you what the
1: the most the most false advertising show a show could ever
4: be is Finding Bigfoot. What a lie! It's right there yeah. in the title. That's what this is like. Yeah. small hillbilly version of that stuff, and it's like, you know, it'd be fun, but it's just, <clears throat> you know when they kind of lead you on and make you know, talk to you like you're stupid. I'm not really into that. Like I like some of the documentary stuff, or like you know oh, is Bigfoot real, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when they start getting all making shit up, it's not fun anymore.
2: So, um, speaking of Discovery Plus, that coroner I speak for the dead on there, that is the coroner for where I live in Pennsylvania.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. So if you die, you might get to go on that show. I don't think
2: they do the show anymore. But I know some people who were witnesses for some of the things on the show. (laughs) Like not not they witnessed someone getting murdered, but they had to go into court and testify because they happened to drive by the scene of an incident that was on the show. How's that?
4: Wow, that's interesting. His name was Albert Bavis, and he's in the post office registry.
5: <laughs>
4: oh. Bill. Yes, sir.
1: I'd like your balls ripped off and shoved down your throat. I get it. I get it.
3: You're not that escalated one. quickly.
1: You're not the
2: only one. You were hey, on. on a registry. I was just compared to a buck earlier. I, I think <laughs> you're getting off lightly.
4: I'm getting well, off right. Well, to be yeah. fair,
1: the bucks look like they should be on a registry. <laughs> yeah, they do.
2: I caught
4: it, and that was hilarious.
1: <laughs> I just no sold it. I don't. You know.
4: I wasn't even making fun of that time, B.B. I don't. Really,
1: I don't care. I lost. You lost me. You lost me with your amateur hour over there. Oh, okay.
0: i I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the man with the worst too hard impression in the, of the world, a, world a, just call a, someone else amateur hour? No, no, here. no. to no. here you, <laughs> yeah, you, you get your peanuts, get your
1: popcorn, and uh, yeah, I find it here in the side of the ring, and I just grab it, and I start
4: eating, and I have a nice meal there. Uh. I'm going to watch that Mr. Magoo Christmas special. I like it. <laughs>
1: You, it's the Mr. McStew Christmas special And then you have really something going
4: That's got more cat poop in it Well
1: that that's is right. definitely the title that's of this right. episode now I get to You know and uh and That's why uh, And I'm gonna take that special Back from Teddy That I left it. This
2: episode is officially the Mr. McStew Christmas special <laughs> I, left that, I left the
1: spatula for scooping up the cat litter to Teddy, but uh, I don't think he deserves it anymore. He, and, uh, I'm going to repossess that. I'm going to send Brett after that, I think. Uh, uh, or I'll have him uh, slap Ross around and have him go get it. Uh, Maybe Hart Hart will take care of it for me.
2: <laughs> that's that's a deep cut. We haven't heard about Hart Hart in a while. <laughs> I remember yeah, that I'll always popped Brando.
1: Oh.
4: More fun than Lance found, Eric.
1: Oh, well, gosh, gosh, don't get me started on Lance. He was a phony van of Eric, and and he didn't even want to kill cats. That's bullshit. Yeah,
4: I mean, he
0: wasn't, he wasn't but, honest. like. Uh,
4: he wasn't like honest.
0: David Manning talking about how the only time there was peace between Palestine and Israel was during WCW <laughs> on Saturday nights.
1: Oh, for We're crying talking, out loud. David Manning's the
2: biggest bullshit artist in professional wrestling. And that covers a lot of
1: fucking ground. I heard him on Flair's first podcast, Woo <laughs> Nation. Remember that one? Yeah. Uh, he was on there a couple times and he was talking about basically like, oh, I made all this money gambling and, uh, you know, because it's like, like, Oh, it's all fixed, and, uh, uh, you know. You know they gotta know. Uh, you just know if you go this way and that way. Basically, saying that gambling, all pro sports are fixed, and that they know how they're gonna go or whatever, and some bullshit.
4: He's got the. You uh, want
2: to know why the company failed? He was stupid, he he, stu- he, <laughs> he he was. He was a co Booker. He was he was Fritz's right hand man. That's why the company folded.
4: He keeps popping up in the people you may know thing. I yeah, mean, he had
1: to go he had to go pick he had to be do the stooge worker.
4: I going to go to my right,
1: get with the right man, hand man here to go pick up go pick up Flair at the airport and drive him around. Did you just say, Bill, that he's coming up in
4: your people you might know? Yeah, David Manning keeps popping up all the time. I don't know if it's legit or not. He's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, he was just on
2: Tales from the Territories.
4: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it. I got to get caught up on that. I watched the the last one I watched was the Portland one. It was just good, but you know, it's like they just hit the high. Who was, who was on that panel? It was Bush. Len Black. Denton. Okay, I figured he would be on it. And Princess Victoria. And what's his name? What the hell? Oh my gosh, what is his name? That didn't really get too big, but he was.
0: The, oh my... the guy that died after they filmed it?
4: Yeah, that
0: guy, right? I can't remember what Mike
4: something. Mike Masters. Something yeah. Like yes,
2: yeah. Mike Masters. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. So, cool, a, a cool yeah. thing about about Portland is after Don Owens folded in '92, Len Denton and someone else kept it going
4: in a, in another form until like, at least like '97. Piper. And London, and help, help. You know, we're trying to keep it going, like one way or another. Um, do you remember with the whole? uh Was it that was that wasn't still? Was that Don Owen still with ninety two with the with the juicer, with Art Bar? Yes, a, uh, was that was. Yeah, it was still, Piper.
2: It was still Don Owen when Piper was coming in while working for Vince.
4: Yeah, he would to help out Don Owen. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Um yeah but I know they both tried to keep it going together cause I was because they were i i heard an interview with the grappler who was talking about it and all other stuff because they had some money behind it and kept trying to keep it going and stuff and he actually uh runs he he ran his 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 day job was running Roddy Piper's body shop that he owned um and I can't remember the name of it, but he had a body shop before a couple of businesses out there. And Len Denton ran the body shop and god I can't remember the name of it. But I think he owns it now. I think he kind of you know gave it to him of how it's catching yeah. or something like that. But I can't remember the details and I could be full of shit. I know I'm not about him running the shop, but I can't remember the whole all the super details. But I'll See gosh. that's that's one of
2: the things I love about Piper is he took care of the people who did right by that, by him.
4: Yeah, he was a pretty generous dude, like more than, and he didn't really advertise it either. Like some of the stuff that's coming out to this day is pretty fascinating. But I I just, I mean, I don't know, I'm guessing he knew, and and again, as he said, he never got to get to his pension plan and his his union stuff from being an actor outside of health insurance. That's why he kept acting, he was for the health insurance, which is really sad because, I mean... I can't believe that pro wrestlers don't have health insurance, you know, cause even if it's quote unquote sports entertainment, it's still a physical business and, and that, health that insurance card was gold. Uh, the thing Foley talked about in his book was like, disgusting.
1: Nobody or nobody will insure him.
4: You right. can't even get it on your own to have it. And that's disgusting. I mean, call me. Well, and,
0: and when guys could get it, then they abused it.
4: Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: The Lloyds of London. Like laws. Henning, like Rude, like Animal. Well, like, right. I mean. All the Minnesota guys. Yeah, when they found somebody <laughs> that would insure them, they took advantage of it then. So you can't really Lloyds blame for for London. companies for not insuring them after that. But no. but that SAG card was gold. And Piper continuing to act gave us two of the greatest episodes of all. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia ever. Very true. Two with, with Demaniac. How many
1: Minnesota guys cashed in that Lloyd's London Posse and then came back and wrestled afterwards?
0: Animal Henning and Rude, for sure. Beyond that, I'm not yeah. sure there was anybody else.
1: See, Rude never returned to the ring, but it was
4: rumored he was going to.
0: He was going to. Yeah. He absolutely He absolutely was he, going he was, to. He was coming back when he died.
4: He was still pretty in shape, man. He looked like he was wearing them suits, but he was... He was like Vince. Oh Green, yeah. Jack there, you know? Oh yeah. So yeah, he would have
0: he'd been fine. It's too bad. Notice back- all the 80 shady carney shit, shit that comes from Exotic Rick. <laughs> yes. Rick Rude. Exotic
2: Rick.
3: It was my favorite upper mid carter in that game. He's a good one. But notice all the all the shady carney shit comes out of Minnesota. <laughs>
5: that's
2: that that's that Ganya influence in wrestling.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, speaking of lies, I thought it was coming was out of, of Reseda.
4: Man. Here's a deep cut for you guys. Um you guys know um Harry Shearer, right, who does Mr. Burns and mm-hmm. yes. McKinney, also the bass player for Spinal Tap. Doesn't you no, know, is it me or just Greg Ganya like the taller, weirder <laughs> version of Harry Syria? Like if you looked at it, something- I can totally um, see it. Totally see it. Yeah. Once
1: you before you even said it, I I was like, okay, I know where he's going. Once you said Greg Ganya after that, I was like,
4: yes. Thank you, Albert. <laughs> this is why I really do love you, even though your head looks like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid, you handsome devil. All
2: right, so, piggybacking on the Ganyas here.
4: The gag Ganyas. We know Greg
2: had a daughter Gany-
4: who, uh... <laughs> what? Did we you know Greg know had a daughter who was, uh... You say you made that with Bad news his daughter?
2: You're gonna get beat they up. It, so Greg had a daughter who, oh. uh... Fooled around with a student at her high school. If you were that student, knowing she kind of looked like Greg and Vern, would you have gone for it? <laughs> like, did, did
5: she
1: wait a
2: minute?
1: She didn't look like them, did she? She
4: messed around with the student. Those eyes look like Greg. I don't even know what the broad looks like, so I couldn't tell you. But what do you mean messed around the student? I'm confused. Like she was a teacher?
0: She was a yes. teacher and a basketball coach. She did and not know. She does not she does not look like Greg and Vern. Don't put that evil on her. I'm saying she kind of does No
2: <laughs> That picture of her smiling You don't see Greg Ganya
1: No, Jesus I, I gotta google this broad now Me too Greg, Gagne, Greg Gagne's daughter It's It's
4: in the chat Okay cool.
1: Okay and Mike
2: froze up. I don't Tessa know if
4: he looks like Custom Intral. I mean, I see, actually, I see it in there, but I mean, I'm a disgusting creature, so I'd still hit. I'd, uh...
2: I'd ask for the international TV title first. <laughs> first of all, I'd like to say, <laughs> "Gosh!" I'd be uh, impressed uh, if you had done a gray gown yet. At this point, I don't
4: do a Greg gown. I do a backbreaker on. Well,
1: I'd have to do some indistinct voice and talk about how well I told Eric that the AWA could come in as this invading force into WCW, which would be the NWA, and then we would have the AWA versus the NWA. And instead, he fired me and brought in the NWO.
4: And I'm just gonna dress up like Rambo. My oh bad. Jesus, that's right
1: I'm Greg Gagne And I'm in a rage
4: I'm gonna wear- I want Brody in a running in a cage Camouflage half shirt I want to be gay But I also want to blend in the forest
1: <laughs> Wow <laughs> oh, That escalated quickly
4: Not that there's anything wrong with that He's me- not wrong He looks more like Flashdance Greg Gagne Than he does Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> what a feeling Rest, rest in peace, Irene. Well,
1: that's why I called him Rambozo, Greg Gagney. Yeah, he was a bozo, all right. Rambozo. Or-
2: <laughs> Speaking of the AWA, I have Wrestle Rock on while we've been recording.
4: You said you were going to watch it.
2: And I think I'm finally at Hanson and Bachwinkle. Which, how sad is it that Bachwinkle was the only one who could
1: carry a, a rhyme? Uh, no, no, no. Do not underestimate Larry Zbysko in that. Yeah, Larry
0: Zbysko had some fire. Ow! But why Why would you think that Bachwinkle couldn't do it? That man could do everything.
4: He's pure class.
0: Pure class.
4: Pure rhymes. Pure flow. I'm Kurt Hennig. And Big
1: Scott Hall. Tag team champs. We'll take on them all.
4: I killed the motherfucker, and now I am. I'm oh, fine. That was pretty dark. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh,
1: way out of line, way, way out, of out of line, line Smoky Bill, way out Bro- of
4: line. You Bro- gotta
1: go after a man like that. <laughs> I said it in the chat
2: earlier today. I love their bumps when into the pool when the girls push them leak. Yeah,
0: fantastic.
2: And how many of those Playboy waitresses do you think Hall had his way with? Five. So-
1: <laughs> were they Playboy or were they Penthouse?
0: I think matter. they're Playboy because yeah. I
2: think it says it in when, whenever they show yeah, up.
0: Yeah, the, it was the NWA that got former Penthouse Pat Sandy Scott. Because <laughs> <laughs> <for laughs> they're champions.
4: Wrestling. Then around.
3: the WWF had
4: Where's the beef? We have to pay wendy's for who that. is the elusive burger man herb herb, herb. That was the dumbest advertising campaign ever the elusive burger man herb is that burger king yeah, yeah there's this whole gimmick with these commercials about like was it the last person to try a WAP or something? And, and mind you this is a long time ago and i'm older than you guys but i i remember i must have been like eight years old but you know, he's the last person in the world to try a WAP or some bullshit like that. And he's missing, and this and that. I couldn't find him. And
3: Not the he, last
4: person. I don't know. I think it's was like a child molester. So I'm just kidding. Maybe I'm making up some of that. He but. looked like one. Yeah, he really did too. <laughs> did. What's
1: with these? Uh, I don't want to disperse a man without having the actual facts in front of me, but what's with these uh, seems to be a pattern here. You had this, this, uh, this, uh, former fat dude there, Jared there from subway. And then now you're telling me this guy before him
4: paved the way for him. Herb looked kind
0: of familiar, didn't he, Bill?
4: And I heard you're something (laughs) expert, Albert. I'm just kidding. (laughs) What are we talking about now, though? Oh, Herb.
3: Oh,
1: God.
4: You get a couple free points when we hang out. (laughs) It's not to the face. I'm too pretty, baby. I'm too pretty. (laughs) Keep telling yourself that. (laughs) Thank you. So I try. Especially when I touch myself in the mirror. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I'm sorry, <clears throat> Jason Buck. What are we doing now? We were talking ah. about the Burger King. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jason I'm was gross.
0: just talking about Burger King earlier today. I'm are trying to back into all kinds of things.
4: Sorry about that half hour stretch where I passed out. <laughs> I got my second wind. Yeah, that's obvious. Right. I, I, it sounds like you got your first wind, actually. Yeah, exactly. I just finally woke up. I got a weird sleep schedule, I guess. I just passed out on the couch randomly. You guys were on fire today, by the way. Well, that's good, because I thought I was bombing. <laughs> you, know, you you and Rodney just... and Rando
2: were freaking
4: <laughs> killing me. Oh, in the chat? Yes. What were we talking about? I forgot. A, a, a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. It does get kind of random in there sometimes. I, I, was, like, I was... Go ahead. Rodney, you know, recording these. Like, the one message was like, literally like three and a half minutes. And I'm listening, and I'm like, okay, I get it, Rodney. He's making valid points, but, all right, we're on minute three right now. It's like, wrap it up, Hot Rod. Right. This, is why, this is why we type it, so we don't get... I wish he was in here because, you know
0: We we Ted, type it so Albert can't read it and then ask us or bring up the same thing <laughs> two hours later.
4: Yeah. I mean it is kind of redundant and I I get it sometimes because there's a lot of stuff in there. I he's might working. Just, yeah, it's too bad because you know, if he come in here with that stuff in the forum where he can actually, you know, express himself with the audio would be fantastic because he's got some help some good points, but Sometimes it's like man, I can't keep up with it. You know he's going to listen I, I to this later. I can't get to all
0: the I can't get to all the voice messages all the time.
4: I know and I wish he was during was, the was, day cuz
0: I never know what's going to be inappropriate.
4: Yes.
0: And was, and I, there are other ears around besides mine, so I can't
1: yes. always Yes. we sorry
0: Albert. The one you did today, where you're like, "Mother fuck the thing,"
4: and it's fine because I'm here at home by the kolish. I'm glad I didn't play that, like you know, a, a, you know, some something with work or something. Because sometimes they will do that, but I'm not, you're not dumb anymore. But I played it and was like whatever you were telling me, you're like, motherfuck something," because you, your microphone is always so loud. I was like, "Oh shit," it was really funny. But I'm like, Uh-oh. "Who me?" Yeah, I don't remember what it was, and obviously it's fine because it's
0: my fault. Oh, I,
1: I, 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 I was fucking with Brando because Brando was being a dick. That's right.
0: I'm shocked. Brandon was being a I, dick. I must have missed that part of the chat. I didn't see that at all. Yeah, he he's be he's was always, he's always just an upstanding member of the chat. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he's never roasting anybody. He's he's fine.
0: He's always making salient points about Bret Hart being terrible. And, First of all, and I'm, I'm really going to tell healed. you right
4: now, hey. Mr. Ooh, the house smells <laughs> like a man stink. That's a deep cut that is a deep cut. Thank That's you. a great one. Thank you, sir. I'm glad that you know. You, I, I figured you'd catch
2: it. I'm a big Simpsons nerd, so yeah. yeah.
4: Simpsons, eh? Slip <laughs> house boys.
1: The slip house boy. <laughs> By the way, no, I thought not. it was a nice touch that that uh, they threw in the uh, the bit where from uh, when uh, the old six oh five where Brian's dad was on the show the first time. I was looking for that clip and I could not find it. That's so the the fact that you put it on the Cornette show is like, ah, oh, good. Cause I was just looking for this. Wasn't it the beach bullies? Wasn't it, um, Alex Porto and someone else? I thought we established that. We thought it was, uh, uh, Hollywood, John Tatum and, uh, Rod Price. Yeah. I don't think anybody ever figured
4: out who I don't was. think anybody knows who yeah. it was sure. I don't think the mystery was ever solved. But I think
2: those teams were the closest to whatever it would have been he was Yeah. Yeah.
4: So I think the
1: names were Sun, sun and Fun. And fun. <laughs> That's what he said on the air, too. He's like, I, I, I want to say they were Sun and Fun. The Slip House Boys, and Brian says back, and he's like, "No one has been able to find anything about anyone named Sun or Fun or Slip House boys. What is a slip house, Dad? Is that like a uh, is that like a uh, 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 cat house or something? I don't remember what he said to him. He's like, he's like, I have no idea. This was his Dad says back to him. I forgot. His dad said that
2: Walt, uh, that uh, Wilt Chamberlain could could kick Andre's ass. Hulk
1: Hogan, I'd kick his ass." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that part. He's like,
4: but see, listening oh. to
2: that so much about Brian makes sense.
4: <laughs> I can think of he's it. just start.
1: He starts rolling. He's like, this is how everything. He's like, my dad does. He's like, talks about either he or a legitimate athlete would kick a wrestler's ass. Yeah, that's which funny. I don't think Wilt could could have kicked Andre's ass.
4: I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, if you notice though, in those pictures, the ones with Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's legit, definitely taller though. Yes. You know, I mean, I'm not saying you know Andre's bigger, wider, but well, he's got him by a couple inches, you know, because rumor has it Andre was only about just about seven foot, maybe six eleven. Like, I don't know, but say I thought he was, I thought
0: he was right around like your height, six ten.
4: Yeah, that's what people say. Like, like legit. But he was so much bigger, like wide, because you know, gigantism and stuff. Like, like I said, I met the Big Show, and his fingers are twice the size. Of it. Even Kevin Nash has got huge hands and a huge fucking head. If you look at the picture of us, his head's like fucking five times the size of mine. Shout out to Kevin Nash and your big head. Speaking of
2: tall guys with huge things, how's Robert Fuller doing?
4: Um, he was pretty cool. He's very confident for some reason. Oh, he's very confident. Uh, <laughs> I would be too if I was Robert Fuller. But no, he was—he was a good dude, very cool. You know, I, um, you know, really nice people. His, his wife is a sweetheart too. We chatted for quite a while, and like I said he was—they were cool. I think it weirded him out a amount, little that I was so big, but you know, his brother's taller than him, so I think he's used to that. But
1: I think weird, I don't know. I'm looking at this picture right now with Arnold and wilt and andre and i still think that they're the same height through may, maybe wilt might have maybe like a,
4: an inch on him maybe no there's, there's a couple of those pictures there's there's like they must have like a, taken like three or four of them because there's a couple and that's to make it kind of obvious that will's got like an inch or two on him yeah yeah well i've never seen that one so he's like just bigger like wide so i mean it's not that yeah andre look like a sissy by any means it's no just- I don't think you know when people say seven foot four. That's kind of bullshit, you know. Oh, well,
1: we. I think we've all known that. Yeah, and, well, of course. you that's, like, that's like
4: that's like Adam reading... Cole's
1: two hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he he can't. Is he even a buck eighty right now? Well, I don't know. He's been I, on TV. Where is Adam Cole? Is he still concussed? Yeah,
4: he got hurt real bad. I guess he's concussed. Yeah, it's like career threatening. Yeah. Which he's so little now. MJF like, what, is so supposed
2: cool. to be one eighty, and he looks bigger than one eighty.
4: Yeah, but he's he's short though. He's still only like five nine. That's what worries me. But if he, well, I mean, with Vince gone, I'm not so worried. But him going to WWE with Vince, there would be a nightmare because Vince wouldn't use him because he's too little. Which is well, a Vince dang- kind of fetishized certain aspects. Oh yeah, he definitely was into big built guys, which. Okay, Vince, whatever. You know, if you got something to tell us, that's great. You know, maybe it's why you're so angry all the time. But um, he definitely had a thing. And I think it's more like the weightlifting thing or anything like that. I'm just being mean to fuck him. But um, yeah, I really think that um, he, you know, he never gave guys that were under a certain size, you know, so many, I think he blew so many opportunities to really get some big stars. Because he was so worried about having him over six foot two, you know, it's the weirdest thing. Look at uh, Brian Danielson
1: before he got hurt. Yeah, Brian, they took him out. He, he had, had the title. Fight. Okay, he, you put him over at WrestleMania. Big. Do you run with him? No, you have oh. Kane go and kill him.
4: Yeah, it was fucking stupid. I mean, you know, the tag team fun was kind of was kind of hilarious, but yeah, dude, it was really stupid. <clears throat> Like, that's the thing, and it's because he's little, you know what I mean? So, Vince McMahon has a tendency to do that and bury anybody that's under six foot, and it's kind of dumb. And again, I mean, I should be biased the other way, but I think, you know, a lot of the more entertaining people are people that may not necessarily be considered heavyweights or big men, you know? I mean, they could be heavyweights in this sense, but like Rey Mysterio, you know, can believably fight some bigger guys. I mean, but. I mean maybe because sometimes it's a little weird, but you know, he's got that kind of style where you can adjust. Yeah,
1: it was weird when he was a buck forty. Yeah. In early WCW and trying to be competitive, like, no. Yeah. Now when he got on the
4: juice there before he went to WWF. Yeah. Put on some size. Yeah. Um, it makes me laugh how much bigger the Dominic is than him. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's You know what I mean? It's like Dominic towers over him. Yeah, yeah. He's legitimately believed that Dominic could not just like Eddie's kid.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that too. The old Eddie's kid. (laughs) Well, but I mean, it's not like Eddie was big. Yeah. Mm.
1: other other than the fact that he looks exactly like Ray, you know, when Ray had his mask off. Yeah. But um. Details, Albert. Details. (laughs) But now with that mullet, he could. I've surprised they haven't gone that route It's like, well, you wanted to be a heel why him just have him to declare himself a
4: Guerrero well, I mean it would be funny if he decided it was against like the actual bloodline but to have him come out and be a Guerrero doesn't make it very heelish because it's just oh I took a DNA test turns out I'm 100% that bitch or something right? <laughs> it's not, not really a sense it well, well, doesn't make I, him a bad guy you know? well, hold
1: on though didn't we establish the DNA already wasn't was that it? part of the thing years
0: ago when he said, "I'm yeah. your pappy"? Yeah, I mean, pappy. I was gonna say I'm positive he didn't say I'm your pappy. Whatever, whatever. I'm, I don't give a fuck. I'm positive it that was, was a, it. it was dumb as shit anyway. I'm you your know. pappy. <laughs> I'm your
1: pappy. Whatever. I don't care. Hey, I'm pappy. your pappy would have been
4: Smoky uh, Mountain uh, in Appalachia.
0: It would have been <laughs> like a uh, Hillbilly Jim's uh, revealed to be dominant's father. Nick
4: Foley when he took off. And WCW and his last. Gosh, home.
1: Gosh, it would be like he comes in there and says, "I'm your pappy, guys."
2: I'm sending stuff in the group chat just to mess with Diggy while he's working.
4: Did you oh, see Lord. how big that kid from Shameless there and that um, waiter? So, what's the oh! How big he's getting to be Carrie uh, Von Eric? Like he's yeah, it's a little weird. He's huge now. Well, I mean, you gotta be if you're gonna be Carrie, but it was really interesting <laughs> to see. It was in Jeremy Ellen White that's his name yes you looked that up and see he's getting swollen man already I mean obviously they're filming it but it's really I interesting I
1: didn't uh I didn't know Jenny was actually letting him out where you could see him
2: <laughs> Jenny
1: I told you I have my sources like all those other ones we saw before were amateur hours like I was like yeah nobody no need to pay for that. <laughs> By the way albert i'm sorry i caused you some oh, wow. some grief
2: and stress on your lunch break the other day
1: uh, <laughs> like i said it's a good thing that i was not near anyone when i was looking at my phone and check i randomly checked the chat which i almost never do while i'm at work <laughs> <laughs> but uh and i'm like oh I'm like, uh, i better close that uh
2: anything else we got this
0: week before we call it a night Um, no uh, are we, are we going to do on the 16th are we doing the Christmas action movie discussion sure
2: how Batman Returns is the best Christmas action film that ever was made
0: no
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> willing to listen top to this
0: perspective five. it's top five Definitely
4: it's top nothing, five. Yes. Ho, 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 I have a machine gun.
0: Maybe top three, even, I
4: could give you. It's possible. It's possible. It's such a weird movie. I remember when I watched it in the hospital. Um, well, Batman Returns? Yeah, I mean, again, this was, I haven't watched it in a long time. Because those movies were so goofy to me back then. Even I was like, this isn't really Batman. I mean, I loved the first one because it was all you had back then. But then, as you watch it, it's definitely Jack Nicholson overact- overacting clinic. But it's a, it's still fun. Don't get me wrong. But it's it's neither one of them are very great movies. I mean, but they're fun. They're good movies in the sense that they're. But I mean, you can't say that it's really bad, man. Per se, I mean, I, I'm not pissing anybody off. But whatever. Oh, I'm furious. No, I mean, like no, I'm kidding. He, Way out of line, way out of line. You know
1: what's, you know what hurts the most is the lack of respect. Actually, well, what hurts the most is
0: the other thing. What hurts the second most is the lack of respect. I, I know How what you're putting norm levels of effort into that impression. Well, as
4: like dumb as Schum- Schumacher stuff got, yeah. I mean, Tim Burton really went goofy. Like, why the fuck do you have to make the penguin so freakish? Oh, let's
1: make him have flippers for a hand and whatnot yeah. and
4: back blood and all this other stuff. And it's like although you know that that could be a thing because
1: uh you know. Uh, well,
4: oh, a yeah. uh, lobster boy and it's a real condition. It's <laughs> a name of conjo's something or blood, but I don't wanna insult anybody who has it online listeners by mispronouncing the name, so I will not do that. But it's like or some nonsense. I don't fucking know. Yeah. It's, it's who have that condition? I respect you guys and your lobster hands, and I think you're pretty cool. Um. So no harm, no What's foul. is it there? Uh,
2: a kid with lobster hands in that strange Kentucky people video yeah. that Jericho claims I, is making
4: the rounds? I think there was. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen it. Can you? Can you? Can you Google it and look? And I think you can do the corny one, of course. But like you can, you can look that up and watch it, can't you?
2: I don't know. I've never found it.
4: Yeah, I've never seen it. I don't, it sounds amazing, It's really amazing. But I has mean,
0: anybody, has anybody so, besides Jericho said they've seen it? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like
4: Lance Storm <laughs> said <that> He's going <laughs> to back up everything that Jericho.
1: If said. anyone has seen it other well, than he's, Jericho, no, no, now slow down. i saying corny. I don't think Storm's going to back up everything
4: Jericho says.
1: Well, he did one time, time, but
4: at the January sixth stuff, but. You know, the other stuff, maybe. I don't know. I think Corny
2: might have been the only other person to have possibly seen it.
4: Yeah.
2: And I would assume if Corny's seen it, he made a copy and it's in the castle because the dude has everything. That could be. (laughs) But we're hitting two hours. I think we're going to wrap this up here. Wrap it up. Uh, We will see you guys on the 16th.